Hang in there, idiot. Smiley Kaufman for 61. Wow. I'm Smiley Kaufman, and this is The Smiley Show. All right, what's up, guys? Another episode here at The Smiley Show, and uh, this is family joining us here today. This is Colby Toulier. I mean, this guy uh, was my trainer when I was on the PGA Tour and uh, really one of my best friends out there as well. You spend a lot of time with your team out there. And uh, Colby, I, I would probably say this. I would have not ended up uh, winning on the PGA Tour and you know reaching mm. my dreams really if it wasn't for you, man. I think uh, back to those days and in uh, that little small gym in Baton Rouge, man, It's we go a long way back. We do, man. It was it was an honor to be on your team, and it was a it was a blessing to be able to be on your journey as well. So I think we, like I said earlier, like you you like the OG uh, stable <laughs> guy. Like you you you've been the stable. We've been that. We've been that. Like I tell people all the time. Like if I had to pick, you know, a specific person uh, out of the out of the beginning, I mean, you would have to be one of the main ones that I would mention, and from my journey as well. Um, just made me who I am today, the man I am, the trainer I am, like mm-hmm. all those days just trying to, to get better and pushing each other and showing up at 4.30 in the morning in a little gym in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and standing on the range behind the U-Club till <laughs> 10 o'clock at night. Um, I mean, it was, it was amazing. Exactly. To think back on it now, yeah, we still get a kick out of it. And you just, here we are now. And, Colby, you just kind of mentioned your journey. I mean, you, you have an interesting journey. You didn't just get here off of, you know, somebody else's back. I mean, you were uh, somebody that spent a lot of time uh, not only working on yourself, but, you know, you put in a lot of hours and, and you bet on yourself as well. Just kind of go through your story from um, just the, the issues you had as, at birth with two club feet yeah. to, you know, betting on yourself and in, in, in training to, uh, to where you are today. Yeah, I mean, I think um, my journey basically started just at birth. You know, I, I had a, I was born crippled. I had a birth defect where the doctors basically told my parents I wouldn't walk. Um, I had less than a 75% chance that I would, um, that, you know, I would have to be either in a wheelchair with a walker or something. So I think just that beginnings for me, it kind of, it kind of pushed me into where I am now. And, um, I had to, I had to fall in love with the body at, at a very young age, you know, cause I mean, with surgeries and learning how to walk three and four times growing up and, you know, I had the Forrest Gump braces and, you know, mm. look like, like a stormtrooper with braces running out of my pants and stuff like that. So, I mean, it was just, it couldn't have been easy. It was just, it was a different, it was a, di- it was a difficult journey, but it was something that I look back now, like I wouldn't change it. You know mm-hmm. I mean? It, it, it made me have to find a way to adapt and to be able to like be faith with something and really have to just face it head on. And that's what I try to do with my athletes. That's what I tried to do. I try to instill that in these guys that, you know, like, you know, if you bet on yourself, like there's no better person to bet on as yourself. It's just your belief system. It's how hard you're willing to put the work in. Like, and you know, I I can say that, that I had those moments where, you know, I could have been like, you know, I really don't want to walk today, but if I don't, like, I'm not going to get better. So, Mm -hmm. um, it was just things like that. So, and then, you know, fast forward into my, my career. Like, I think that's really what pushed me. Like I started out in the hospital world and, you know, did cardiac pulmonary rehab and I stayed in the therapy areas and wanted to learn as much as I could about the body and get better. And I knew all those steps, like I worked in physical therapy, I worked in cardiac pulmonary rehab. I sat in on, you know, 
surgeries, like with, you know, great men like Mark Field and Baton Rouge and mm-hmm. all these different guys, Tyler LaFosse and those guys at Baton Rouge Physical Therapy, Seth Kaplan, those guys, like all those men, I surrounded myself because I knew it would make me a better trainer. So when I did go out and I opened my first gym when I was 23 years old, you know, back then. So it was like, I knew I had, I had to bet on myself. It was go time. You know, I didn't have anybody to fall back on. It was like, I got X. I floated everything my parents owned, like their land, their house. You know, I was a half That's a million crazy, dollars right? in debt. Like, yeah. what, isn't there a little bit more to that story as well? Like, like when you're, when your dad like about to retire? Oh, my I dad was retiring. Yeah. My dad was two <laughs> weeks away from retiring from the state police. And my mom, my mother had just retired from the sheriff's office. So we were, you know, humble beginnings and really didn't have much, but we had land and we had a house. So I basically went to my dad at 23 years old and said, I need everything because I want to go open this gym. And he was just like, man, okay. So, you know, 23 man. years old, you know, I'm like a half a million dollars in debt. I can't even count that high. So I'm just like, okay. And I moved back in with my parents and I started going to work like at 4.30 every morning, coming home at 10 o'clock every night. And then, you know, uh, luckily I just, I basically just hit the ground running and like in less than three years, I paid it all off. Really? You know, yeah, paid where, it all where off. Where was that gym, Colby? The first gym was on Corporate Boulevard in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Okay. So the first gym I had was called Body Mechanics. and um, Was that the one I went was, to? That was the one that you went to first and then we went to, then we moved so to that the was the gym. That, that's the OG gym. The one that's I went to. That's the OG to. gym. The, okay. fun, the one you went to. That was when you and Loop and yep. Peterson, you guys were in there. Um, and that's when I started with the LSU golf team and stuff because of you guys. And then mm-hmm. it just kind of snowballed from there. And then I moved to the one on college drive. And then we, um, and then that's when I got bought out and then I went work at Traction. At that's right. One. Yep. We yeah. were there for a little bit. I, I recall yep. that because, yeah, it was John Peterson and Andrew Loop were the first two guys that I, uh, at least from the golf team that, that started working with you, uh, mm-hmm. um, and, and getting stronger. And I really noticed, uh, Peterson was, I could just see him starting to fill out more, but he was doing mm-hmm. like a different style workout. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like just heavy, you know, bench press max stuff. It was, mm-hmm. it was noticeable. And I think, uh, yep. that to me, once I like, my senior year, I realized that I was actually capable of being a professional golfer and I started getting better. I was like, Holy crap. I'm a, I'm 150 pounds. Like I've got to get stronger. And I I think I called you because I was having issues like behind my, uh, my left scat before Q school. And I was like, Mm -hmm. Hey, when you got to get me right. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I remember. I remember. So we got, we got together, went there and had a screen, see that how everything was moving, everything was working. And, and it's like you said, like it was a little different and it still is different. Like when people see like what we do and what I do with my athletes, you know, my big thing is strength is the easiest thing in the world to do. Yeah. Like if I need to get you stronger, I can do that. But now it's like when you take a an, an athlete and you train them in the arena that they work in, like if you, you play a rotary sport. So how, when we challenge you dynamically, mm-hmm. how do we change the force vectors and we change all those applied vectors to you? How does your body respond to that? Are you going to be... Like I tell you all the time, like the club doesn't move till you pick it up. So if people tell you that it doesn't have to do with how your body moves, like I would disagree. But then also too, like if you get real strong, but you don't build the capacity to be able to handle the strength, it's like shooting a cannon out of a canoe. So we always talk about that. Like, you know, good shooting a cannon out of a canoe mm-hmm. and it just flow up, falls over. I'm a so my goal, canoe works. Is, <laughs> my goal for you is to be able to build you from the ground up, from the inside out. And then if we can identify those imbalances and weaknesses, you already know 
like when you're dealing with pro athletes, just athletes in general, like you know where to find, how to find the face. So my goal is if I can find some imbalances or weaknesses, eliminate those on you, then now you become one the best golfer you can be. Yeah. And all that makes sense. And, uh, I, when you typically get, um, whether it's a professional golfer um, or another athlete from another sport or just somebody that mm. is coming in trying to get stronger and, and, you know, more flexible and more mobile, you know, what, yeah. when you do a screening, uh, what are the some of the main things that you're looking for and what's the percentages that are kind of normal? Where do you want your golfers to be at? Where do you want your athletes to be at, whether it's hip, shoulder, whatever it is? Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the first part of the screen is going to be a human movement concept i want to see how the body moves like we know that we have normal ranges of motion in the joints in the hips in the ankle and the shoulder and stuff like that so thoracic spine etc so i want to see how your body moves first off so Mm -hmm. if if i look at how your hips move and if i say normal range of motion is 45 degrees just for normal people yeah but now we are an elite golfer and we're trying to win majors and we're trying to win golf tournaments and i test your hip mobility and you're 15 and 10 that ain't it that ain't it. So <laughs> now I know like we've got a serious imbalance, asymmetry, a power gap that's stopping you from now. I used to tell you this all the time, like some of the best athletes in the world are the best athletes in the world, but they literally are doing it with half of their body. Yeah. So for me, from the training concept, if I just put you and just put you onto a bu- bu- bunch of weight and go, okay, squat this, lift this, throw this, do this. You're like, okay, well, you're getting a lot stronger, but I'm not addressing the 10 degrees and 15 degrees. Mm-hmm. And that 10 degrees and 15 degrees is when you're trying to load your right hip. It's not loading. Mm-hmm. So now you're fake turning. Now you're sliding in front of it. Mm-hmm. Now it's getting behind you. So you got all this strength, but it's just a complete debacle from a from a training concept or just an activation standpoint. So now if you've got 10 degrees of internal rotation in your lead hip, now you're coming out of your golf posture. Yeah, it's early And then we wonder right? why people have – yeah. So, <laughs> and, but, and what happens is now when you think about the training – So if I teach you how to just do a bunch of squats, some linear squats and train you stationary and linear, and then I tell you to swing a golf club in the transverse plane, you're like, I have no idea what to do. So most people just pick it straight up and they just stand straight up and just Mm -hmm. chop across the top of it. So, so when, when you start to slow it all down and start peeling the layers back, now you start to see human movement is one thing. And now we got to go from here. Or we, do we lose external rotation in the golf posture? Did your scap glide the way it needs to glide? Mm-hmm. Does you, do you have the core strength to be able to even hold your posture at address? Sitting or hitting a thousand putts and things like that to where now you got soft tissue stuff that we got to address because of things like that. So for me, it's all about taking an athlete and challenge you dynamically in those, in those specific arenas with vectors and see how your body adapts. And we fix that. Now all of a sudden, I always, always tell you, like, I don't want you to stand over any lie and not be able to hit the ball. Yeah, good point. If I train you in these different vectors and these different arenas, these unstable surfaces, I might put you on one leg. I might do this because I'm cutting your body in half and in quadrants. And I want to see how it works. Posterior chain, anterior chain, sagittal plane, transverse plane, like all these different things because the body moves in so many different facets. And what we do is we take athletes. And I'll get off my soapbox in a second. And we take <laughs> athletes and we train them stationary yeah. and up and down. And then we say, okay, now go swing this golf club right. yeah. 100 times at 120 miles an hour. Good luck. You know, into your lead hip. Yeah. So <laughs> Something's going to break down. Correct. So you only got so many, right? And that was my goal for all you guys. Is I, My goal is to cut. If I can get your body activated and the motor calibrated to where now when you walk out there, like I tell people, just aim your gun now. Like just go because the body can do it. Like. Well, I think we don't need to get, we get your body ready to go play golf. Yeah. And if I can do that, 
in 20 minutes and hopefully I can take 30 of, I can take 30 minutes off the range time because like now you're able to get through the ball on swing one because like your body's ready to go. Yeah. And that makes sense. And, uh, I know you've trained a bunch of other athletes as well. And, um, mm-hmm. let's just talk about some of, of those athletes, whether it's something that comes to mind that they, they walk in the door, they're, there couldn't be more strong. And you're like, this dude is a all whatever, all pro, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And their right side does not work at all. And mm-hmm. that could be a running back. How many times mm-hmm. has that happened where all the time an athlete comes in, they just, they, their the body don't work. And you're like, yeah. Oh my God, it's just crazy. And they're like a nine year MLB guy, you know? <laughs> so a perfect example is like, it was the same thing. Like a nine year MLB guy comes in, he's made it like he's in the big leagues, but someone like Paul Goldsmith, like he had a loading issue. Like, so he was having trouble loading his right hip. So basically we looked at the screen, how his body was moving. I started challenging him. He had trouble on his right leg. He had trouble like extending. He had trouble loading. He had trouble like getting internally into his hip, like more upright. And then once we correct the patterns and got him, he won the NOMVP. He's a big dude. He's he's a huge dude. So there's not enough weight in the gym for him. Mm. Like if I did the weight training with him i'd be like okay go do this and he would lift whatever i told him to do or i'd say all right go do this and he'd lift whatever i told him to do but when i started to challenge him horizontal and lateral he had trouble with his lateral load and movement through that pattern yeah so as strong as he was in that specific arena he was weak Mm -hmm. so once we identified what was going on once we fixed it and then all of a sudden boom you know he literally loses a triple crown by six home runs (laughs) You know, and he oh wins the NLEP at 35 That's years old. So I mean, it's though. like, it just shows you. so those are the things. And then you take, then you just look at the golfers. Like, it's the same thing. I meet Justin Thomas. He's 145 pounds. You know, and I'm like, well, look, man, like, we just got to get you stronger, number one. Because, like, and what's, what's, so, what's so great about him and what people don't understand is he optimizes every principle of his body. Mm-hmm. Every Everything for JT optimizes at its highest level for him to compete. Because when you're 145 pounds, you're not going against a 220 pound, you know, you're competing against the ROMs and the DJs and the Brooks and all this. Other. So, I mean, he's got to optimize it even more. Like he literally optimizes peaks, everything. So from a training concept, like that's how we have to train. So we got to basically take what he has, create the strength, continue to build the mobility mm-hmm. and the stability, create the medial glute activation, the glute medius activation to stabilize his right side for him to get deeper into his right hip where he can clear better because that's where it, he uses the ground so effectively, like his clear is completely different than the way you clear. Yeah. You know, but it's still when you think about human movement, like those are the things we got to address. So we're constantly like just someone like JT, we're constantly always addressing the right side because yeah. he's going to feel his right side more than his left side. Like everything JT feels from a golf standpoint, like he he can tell the difference between his right side and his left side. Mm-hmm. So his right side's always tighter because that's the load side. The left side of y'all live there. So it's always easier for you guys to get on the left side. But like when we think about the loading and not getting too tall and be able to get deeper into the glute, get the knee stable, where now he can load more effectively and the leg doesn't straighten out. And then all of a sudden you got that fake turn. Cause like if you oh, straighten yeah. the leg out, I, I tell people all the time. fake turn, man. So what I tell people all the time, like I used to tell you, like if you straight that back leg out, I'm like, you can't jump from there. So if you straighten your legs out and stand in front of me, I'm like, okay, jump. So like, there's no way you can use the ground that way. The only way you can lose the ground is you got to reroute and you got to reconnect to the ground. Load that hit, man. Yeah, it's everything. 
got to load the hip. And that's, that's kind of, you know, where golf is right now, just from a training standpoint and mm-hmm. how the, the modern swing is being taught as well. We're, we're, t- mm-hmm. we're taught, um, now it's like you want all this hip depth and you want to be able yeah. to external, externally rotate your right arm and shoulder in the downswing. And all of these things sound amazing when a junior golfer or, um, an amateur golfer, a pro golfer walks into a teaching facility and, and is given yep. all of this information, but you're like, wait, how, wait, how do I do that? Because, you know, mm-hmm. it, we're in this state now where all we're talking about is how far we can hit the golf ball, how far we can hit the yep. golf ball. But yep. there's just, it's, it's kind of a, you know, these things are headbutting each other a little bit because yeah. it's just going to screw up a lot of people trying to figure out how to do it all. It is like, I, I think just from the, and then from the training for me, it's, if you, the harder you're swinging, the more velocity you're creating, the more speed you're creating, like, then you have to build to protect around the joints. Yeah. Like the joint can only go, if you don't have enough muscle built around the joint and create breaks to be able to absorb mm. force, you're never going to be able to create true velocity and it's create build true, your way true up. speed. So what happens is you get a lot of these fake speed things, and that's where you see all the soft tissue. That's where you see the elbows. That's where you start to see more and more wrists mm-hmm. and things like that. Because like if you're not using the big muscles, you kind of compensate. You're flipping and you're throwing and stuff like that too to create because you want more and more speed, more and more speed. So what I tell guys, the speed will take care of itself, but we got to train the brain to move faster. So for me is I want to give you a band, and I want to see how fast you can rotate this band. Like yeah. show me, and you know, we laugh all the time. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, you see me with guys and I'm like faster, faster, faster. <laughs> and he thinks he's going so fast. And he's like, <laughs> so I mean, cause the brain hasn't really been adaptable to the concept of yeah. moving faster. So that's when you think about contrast and the plyometrics and the wall balls and, and stuff like that. But you got to have the energy system to be able to do it because if you don't have the energy system to be able to do it, like you're never going to be able to do those things. So my thing is always like, okay, if you want to hit the ball harder, then you have to hit the ball with intent. Mm-hmm. So like I want you to go out there and hit 10 balls as hard as you can with the driver and then take four minutes off and then hit another 10 balls as hard as you can. To me, that's that's, that's true yeah. training because now you've done it. You actually hit a ball, you know, because like you see a lot of the stuff from the speed standpoint, like they're just swinging stuff as hard as they can. Yeah. But it's not – it's not really with the intent. So I'm just in my opinion, I'd rather you smiley hit 10 balls and let's see what happens. And then all of a sudden the speed starts climbing. Yeah. How many players come up to you and, and bring that up in conversation say, Hey, I want to get longer. I want to get faster. All of them. Every single all of one of them. them. Every single one of them. And like you're we're constantly like, <laughs> yep. And I'm just like, we're good. Like, you know, cause like I'm not going to sacrifice an injury for speed. So for me, it's like, okay, you want to hit, you want to swing faster. And then we need to get in the gym. We need to address the principles that we need to address. Strength is a component of speed, but training and moving faster is a component to speed also. And now we've got to use it with intent. So if I got you just swinging something just as hard as you can, now all of a sudden, like just because you're chasing a number from a speed standpoint, you're not, it's not a swing you're never going to hit a golf ball with. Right. You're literally right. just swinging as hard <laughs> as you can. So it's like, that's not going to do us any good. Because if you get out there, then you're going to hit it off the earth because like we never hit anything with intent. So, for me, it's just an applied science. It's like the training. Like yeah. my training is always a method behind it. You know, the method to the madness is because like, it's crazy, but it's like, I'm trying to build a rocket, you know, like I'm not a, I'm not a big periodization guy. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. we always talk about, like they do periodization because periodization wants you to peak at the bowl game or they want you to 
you know, because they basically tell you, like, you can't train like this all the time because that's why we got to periodize the training because it's supposed to peak at this. Well, I need you to peak every week. So I'm going to train you exactly. and you've been with me enough where I want you to, I don't want there to be any let off. Like we don't want to build an airplane where you level off. I want this. Oh yeah. Where now every week it gets better and better. So that was what was good about when I started with Max. Cause Max was, it was funny. We got to the tour championship last year and the Titleist guys came up to me and said, did you talk to Max? And I was like, no, I'm like, what? And he's like, did he tell you about his numbers? I was like, no, like what's going on? And he's like, yeah, like when, before Max was like outside the top 18 in the world in ball speed. Mm. And then the year, like we started doing all our stuff. And then the year he came in, he was inside the top 10 in ball speed. And then he, wow. and he had some success on the tour, like with a couple wins and a couple stuff, you know, and had a pretty good year and president's okay. cups and riding cups. So it's so like, and it's just an applied. That's what we're doing. Like we just said, we didn't like focus on X, Y, or Z. We just, we trained his body. We found out the limitations. We eliminated those, and then we built built the body to where he can be able to do it. And then, like, the speed was just there because yes. all you guys have it. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, my goal is to just be able to br- take you to a level that you never really dreamed of, like, if we eliminate these things. And mm-hmm. it's crazy because when you see the way we train, you're like, oh, well, that's weird. And, like, it's funny what the biggest, the funniest conversations, even, like, with my NFL guys and my tour players or my MLB guys, like, you know, Paul or Nolan Arnado, they're like, hey, like, what do you call what we, we do? And I was like, we just train, man. He's like, well, I can't explain it. And you got like Mike Trout in the dugout at the World Ball Baseball Classic. And they're like, what are y'all doing? So I'm sending videos <laughs> to like Paul in the dugout. And he's it showing is, like Mookie Betts and Mike Trout because they can't explain it, which, you know, but for us, and you know, because you've been in the system for so long, the training concept, like for us, is just training. You know, it's no special you know, nothing like I'm going to cut you in half. I'm going to break you in accordance and I'm going to break you down and I'm going to build you back up. You know, I'm going to build an energy system in you where, you know, it's like it always was like it was a flatliner. I mean, you know, like yeah. your heart rate's been there. So like, let's just keep pushing. Right. So I know when every time because, I, you know, I never lived in the same city as you besides just when I was in college. But we only got a small sample size of that for only a couple months before mm-hmm. I moved back to Birmingham. So I was always doing these workouts uh, that you would send, uh, I would do them at home and I would try to keep the pace up that we, that we would work out. And when I would work out with you, uh, but every time I always saw you in person for, for the first time for, for when it's been a while, you say, come on home because we, yeah. we're, we're going to learn and see where you're at. And every yeah. single time you would just absolutely destroy me, <laughs> yeah. 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 but it would take like a day or two. And then my body yeah. would kind of wake up to it. Um, and it's like, all right, this is, I I know how to do this. This is easy. I say it's easy. It's it's easy because I've been doing it uh, daily for, you know, however many years now, but, uh, Mm -hmm. it takes discipline, uh, to be able to do these workouts, even when I'm not playing, um, full time anymore. I still do these workouts as much as I can, you know, with a baby, it makes things a little tougher, but still just be able to do the simple shoulder workouts and all the things Mm -hmm. you send me. It's just, uh, it's just so important. Yeah, it's just human movement more than anything, like in applied science. So what we try to do is just just take that body, see how it moves. You got bipedal locomotion, the pushing and pulling, changing levels and rotation. Yeah. And we just basically apply it and we build that system in there. And it's crazy because like when you guys are in it, like the stuff that you see and like Justin and him love this, like you would love it. Like these guys, when they bring another guy in, they're like, okay, 
Because oh. like you guys don't realize like how in shape you are now, and you like watch this, and we bring a guy in, and it's like, <laughs> and I'm literally like doing half the stuff with them, and like they just can't do it. Shoot, that was me and like last time when I worked out with JT. I was, I don't know if I was just had a bad day, but man, yeah. I was sucking wind, dude. Well, no, <laughs> JT, been... love, we still got the video. I should have sent you the video. Yeah. Oh God, I'm just JT huffing was like, and film him, film him. Yeah, I mean, I've been working out at home, but like I hadn't seen yeah. you for a year or so, so it was. It was uh, it was definitely deserved. I, I deserved every bit of that. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'm gonna come back fun. better this this next week when oh, I see yeah. you at the Honda. Just like old times, baby. That's Let's right. go. All right, so Colby, um, this is kind of an interesting conversation about just how much the guys are training on the PGA Tour now. Because mm-hmm. when you and I got out there, when we were in that truck, I would say that the usual faces we would see was like Zach Johnson, oh, Charlie Hoffman, twenty yeah. percent. Um, maybe even less than that like there would be three or four guys in there when we warmed up in the morning and in 2024 this is 2016 i'm talking about but now we're in 2024 (laughs) what has been the difference you've seen because you've seen it all over the last eight years yeah everybody trains now everybody it's crazy everybody 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 has a guy everybody has like a, a lot like you see a lot of the physios out there now like the the concept of taking care of your body now has just reached another pinnacle, you know, Insane. like now it's like, like I said, when you and I were out there, I remember the guy used to joke because it would be you <laughs> and Luke would be in there every day. I'd have exactly. y'all in there. He's like, y'all the only guys in here. <laughs> and it would be like a couple other guys that were sprinkling. Now, I mean, it's like a territory war. <laughs> you I mean, you just got to get your spot. Bro, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like you literally learn how to train people like in a three by three. It's a phone booth. Like you're literally warming up in a phone booth now. Cause I mean, everybody's in there. I mean, we had probably uh, the Genesis last week. We probably had 10 guys in there at once, 10 athletes and 10 trainers, God. you know? So you got 20, 22 people in there. Plus the guys that work on tour. So, I mean, it's like, it's crazy. It's a but lot like, going even the PGA on tour. Like, yeah. So it, they stepped it up now. And like, now they even have like a recovery tent. Oh, Man, really? so like, oh, it's like the yeah, cold so they're, tub, right? They're cold plunges. There's cold plunges, an infrared sauna, like in a recovery tent that travels with the tour now. Like when me and you started, I mean, it was like <laughs> the trailer was like a 10 by 10. Yeah. And now it's like really expanded. And like, I mean, it's crazy now, man. Like it's, it's truly insane just for me to see it over the last 15 years of me being out there 20 years like it's it's nuts like how much it's, it's changed. Like just the difference from the training okay. and everybody kind of does it. I, cause you and, and I not afraid to lift weights too. Yeah, I know. I know. And, uh, like they're in there doing it. They're moving weight. And you and I, uh, I brought you with me to, uh, the masters year. I played well and actually it was mm-hmm. the only year I played, but, um, it's besides the point. Uh, so we we're getting yeah. a workout in the beginning of the week. And I, I actually remember this because, you know, there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of downtime for trainers that you just kind of have to hang out and wait for your guy, to, your player to get there. You can't hang yeah. out inside of the trailer until your player right. is ready to work out. So mm-hmm. I remember that week you were talking with Joey D outside of that trailer. And mm-hmm. I think that I, I want to say that was the first time you guys had at least spoken because after mm-hmm. that, next thing you know, you're down, you, you end up making the move down to Jupiter. Is that kind of where it yeah. all started was right there? Yeah. At that? It, yeah. It kind of started there. It actually, I, I, I got to talk, started talking to him. We were in Los Colinas. It was a Dallas tournament that was out there yeah, with yeah. you guys. And he and I was just sitting out the trail and that's what I would do. Like he was out there. He was like a, 
like one of the main focal guys out there. And so was Randy Myers. And so I would kind of be the young kid and just kind of like walk up. There weren't many old, of them. Old, the old guys would be sitting around <laughs> yeah. and they're like just kind of picking my brain and asking me stuff. And then I was ha- having some success with my guys. So they were always just kind of communicate with me, great guys. And like just, and me just being who I am, just wanting to learn and like how they did it and like how long they've been doing it and stuff yeah. like that. It just became a friendship that we created. And then, um, yeah, and then fast forward like two years later, I mean, you made I was the in move because you made the move yeah. to Baton Rouge, right? Like that, yeah, that had to be yeah, one of in. the hardest things you ever did because you, yeah, people from Louisiana that they're just good people, but they're you know yeah, there's good good folks and good family. It's hard to move away from yeah. that. Yeah, like for me, it was like you know, and I mean, I had a great career in Baton Rouge, you know, like but it was just it was just me, and I guess it goes back to those beginnings and and me wanting to push myself and want to like kind of you know, expect more from myself and just not settle and just want to continue to do great things and try to help as many people as I could. Like it was just something that I just needed to do, you know? And like I said, in Baton Rouge, I mean, I was, I was great there. You know, I was connected with LSU. I was connected with the football world and the baseball world there. And I mean, I had no complaints. My wife and I was, you know, I was good. Like, you know, I, I had no complaints, but it was like, it was just something in me where I needed to, I wanted to push myself. And I wanted to challenge myself one more time and see what I can do and see how many more people I could help. And I mean, I went home and told my wife, I was like, we're moving. Like, I'm going to leave and then I'll pick you and Cameron up in I December. Remember, man. And she was like, okay. <laughs> and I mean, literally a week later, I was driving to Jupiter, didn't know a soul. And um, jo- Joey let me stay at his house and I started there. And within two weeks, I was booked. <laughs> like I had uh, the word kind of got out. I think, I think Austin Ertz reached out to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, you let her know that I was there. And then it just a small world, like guys that I'd worked with in the area, they knew people around and then it just kind of started snowballing. And it was like Lexi and Michelle, Wee and Jessica Corda and then JT and Bud Colleen. And it was just, boom, it was <laughs> happening. And we started getting quite a few, success you know like the girls started winning the guys started winning so then it just all just snowballed from there so what, what year did jt come see you years later it was 2017 that was the year he won five times right yep yeah so that we started was that off season that off season so yep. i imagine when he showed up like, yep. what did what did his body look like when when he showed yeah, up? yeah i mean he was 145 pounds and he was just like, I hate working out. I was like, okay. I remember that. Like, I mean, you have to tell me what to do. I'm like, we got it. We got it. So I got him in there and I was like, okay. And I was like, man, you got, you got everything. I mean, you're already good. Like, but I, I think if we can get you stronger and get you moving better, like this could be a game changer. Mm. And it was, I mean, he went all in. He went from a guy that hated working out. He loves it now. You know okay. I mean? He literally, we're on the phone. He texts me today. He sends me his whoop score. After everything I sent him when I'm not there and then we'll see each other tomorrow. Like when we're in town, like we train four or five times a week mm-hmm. when we're in town. And even like when you had all that, those wins, it would be the same thing. Like the, the thing that, the thing that about JT is, man, he's the ultimate competitor and he will do whatever it takes to get better mm-hmm. and to win. And, you know, I, I remember him winning golf tournaments and like literally him texting me. And saying like 9 a.m. tomorrow, like asking me, I'm like, yeah, 9 a.m. tomorrow, you know? So I was like, and it, he just won, but it was on to the next one. It was on the next one. So it was like, there's no secret, you know, it's just, he just when you just work, it's just work. You know, know, you can't cheat the work. I tell people all the time, like, it's what you did. Like what you did so good is like, you literally, when you all in, when you buy it all in, it's easy, you know? 
like it takes care of itself. Those are the type of guys you want to train. And uh, yeah. over the years, I want you to pick who's the best athlete you've ever trained and who's the best athlete that was a golfer that you've ever trained. I think I know the answer to both, but I want to I want to uh, see what you say here. I mean, best athlete is probably Andrew Luke. I mean, he was just overall a athlete. Yeah, I mean, he was just free. I'd say golfer wise or overall uh, both. Yeah, so golfer yeah. wise, I figured you'd say Andrew Luke because that was that yeah. was a no brainer. I knew, I so knew I'd that say was like coming. Andrew Luke and probably DJ. I mean, just freak, like, yeah. you know, the stuff that I watch him do in the gym, the stuff I make him do, like, he's just, he's just one of those guys that just makes you mad. He can do everything. You know, he can talk <laughs> a basketball, he can throw a football, like, there's no, there's no nothing to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would probably say like, yeah, like, you know, DJ Andrew Loop from, uh, from overall saying just super explosive, you know, can just jump out of the building, you I, know. I, he's like just crazy incredible athlete and and so and outside of golf mm-hmm. what what about other athletes that that uh jump off the page for you oh uh, probably landon collins landon collins. like landon collins was just a freak like linebacker just, or safety was he he was a safety was a but he safety. looked like a linebacker he looked yeah. like a linebacker i mean just just unbelievable and guys like benny logan i remember benny logan like training and he broke the sled like he literally just snapped <laughs> oh the metal God. Like he had, like we had him doing like these drills on his knees and he had to come up from his knees and just explode like in the extension in the hips and hit the, the thing and it snapped and he literally broke like a six inch piece of metal. Like it was, it's just crazy. Like when you see those guys, like it's truly unbelievable. Like how fast, like the Robert Alford's Tracy Porter, yeah. the DBs, you know, like, I mean, it's just freaky. Corey Webster. Mm-hmm. I mean, all those guys, like, I, I mean, I've been so fortunate and then, and then the quarterbacks, you know, like even with Flynn and, and those guys and just, you know, you, you don't, it's just like watching a golfer, man. You watch, you know, I remember we'd be in there and he's like, you want to throw? And I'm like, yeah, he goes, you want gloves? I'm like, no, I'm good. Just throw it. And man, he threw that ball. And I'm just like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'll take the gloves. Cause like, I mean, it felt like it ripped my hands in half. Like it's just different. It's like watching you guys hit a golf ball and it's like watching these guys throw it. It's just like Drew Locke was in the gym yesterday. And we were just, he was throwing the ball like in the gym and it just comes out different. It sounds different. I mean, it's just, you catch it crazy. Oh yeah. Yeah, We caught it. Yeah. But it's like, it's different. Like you catch a couple and you're like, all right, I'm good. And you rotate, you bring somebody else in. (laughs) Next. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean, just, just freak. I mean, just, you know, you take somebody like Nolan Arnado and like the Brendan Donovan's and Paul Ghostman. I mean, just, you don't realize it's like just how, big they are like mm-hmm. i mean just and now they can move you know like playing third base for the cardinals like the best third baseman in baseball like just getting to the balls that he gets to it's just and to be able to throw the ball from different arm angles and stuff i mean it's just crazy so we want to train that way too so i actually put him in those positions and make him train. really mm-hmm. so like you got him like like in full oh, side yeah. bend and, and you got 100%. him just like doing... so i got like i got you like in a side plank and we're doing like a cable roll yeah. Are we doing a cable press? Are we yeah, doing cable like, press a, you know, like in a plank like position? Like a half kneeling, like if you pick yeah. the ball up and he's throwing it across his body. So I got him pushing it across. I mean, just, and it's it a, simulates exactly what he's doing. Comes nat- should come natural to him when he actually gets yeah. on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, we've done it in the gym, then it's easy to do on the field. Wow. Uh, you know, I thought you were going to say uh, LSU running back and New England Patriots running back Stephen Ridley. I thought that's, yeah, the, he, I thought that's yeah. the direction you were going to go on that. Yeah, I mean, if I had to pick one guy that literally – will never never like anything you ask him to he'll do it oh he just you you couldn't break him you couldn't break him like he would just go and go and go and go where most guys are like all right 
you know, like, you know, Landon Collins just walk in the gym and like they would have a game where they would just throw money like on the ground and we have much money was that's how much he had to snatch and he would just grab it and just what? do it like it didn't matter yeah and he would just take the money like it was just what? it didn't matter what you put on the bar like we were just like we put 250 on the ground he just walk in straight from the car just whack and just pull it and i'm like oh and i'm just like what are we doing like just crazy just brute just strength now steven i mean there's nobody more determined than him like i rehabbed him through two knee injuries mm-hmm. like he just i mean it was amazing to be able to be on like those, but that's like I said, it's just man, it's such a a blessing to be able to be in that on that journey with each individual guy because everybody's got their own story. Right? Yeah, right. So I mean, it's awesome. It's awesome just to play a little small part in that, or just just be there, you know, just to be able to see it. All right. Well, Colby, let's. Uh, we have some videos that we're going to queue up here, and uh, okay. we have videos of Tom Kim, Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, Justin Thomas, Max Homa. We're just going to kind of go through them. And mm-hmm. we just talked about all this stuff. And I think this is more for the folks that are going to be watching this on YouTube. They're going to be able to kind of follow along, follow along with the videos and kind of see yeah. exactly because we talk about all this and verbally yeah. it may make sense to some, but others, they might be able to watch it and be like, okay, yeah, I, yeah. I see what he's talking about. So sure, yeah. why don't we start with uh, Tom Kim, a recent guy yep. that's come to you. And we talked about here's a guy that that played a bunch on the Asian tour, mm-hmm. Japan tour. Actually, I don't think he played on the Japan tour, uh, but Tom shows up. He hits it real straight, but mm-hmm. big guy, but doesn't necessarily have a ton of speed yet. But we know Correct. it's in there. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, a perfect example is like when you're looking at the video, I mean, these are the things that we addressed when we first met. He's got great hands. He can get the club on the ball. It's really straight, but we don't have that extra gear. So we looked at from a loading pattern on how he would load his hips, and he had issues from a mobility standpoint and from a stability standpoint as well. So what we did was we used a strap, and then basically what that strap is doing is it's assisting him into internal rotation. So that's why he's reaching across his midline and the inside leg. So as he loads and goes into the lunge, that inside leg is internally rotating and the thoracic spine is rotating into the knee. So we call mm-hmm. that kind of like cover the knee. So if he was like in his golf posture, that's what he would look like in there. So if we clean up the loading pattern and all of a sudden now we're going to be able to create a little more speed, a little more velocity, because now that exercise there, it's into his left hip because if he doesn't have the brakes to be able to stabilize, oh, yeah. if I'm trying to create speed, he's going to come out of it. So this is a great drill for him to stay in his shot. And I think here's another video of him going the other way, I believe. Yep, it's the same thing. So, like, that was the next video was us at uh, Genesis. So, that was in the offseason oh, before week. he left. And last week, this is us in the Genesis, and we're doing the same thing. So, we're just reinforcing. Right so, what I do – yep. So, what I do with my guys is we're always working the patterns. You know, we're never done with the patterns. It's just like you. Like, there, if you train with me long enough, like, we're going to do specific things that you're going to do over and over and over again. So, when I got you doing something on single leg, or if I got you working, it's always reinforcing the pattern. So I'm trying to get the foot more stable, the ankle more mobile, the knee more stable, the hip more mobile, the lumbar spine more stable, and the thoracic spine more mobile. So mm-hmm. that's how we address those those things. So for Tom, it's creating load into the right hip and creating the unload into the left hip. Okay. And Max Homa, another guy uh, that has had a ton of success that you mentioned earlier here in the mm-hmm. podcast. And if I recall, like when he showed up to Mark Blackburn, he had some – some serious uh 
limitations in what he was able to do with his body. And I imagine that when he showed up to you and Mark probably Mm -hmm. works hand in hand with you on this, it's like, Hey man, he ain't, he can't go to his left side or his right side. What, what do we do to fix Max? So yeah, it was all about, Mac was all about trying to get Max to be able to load, but also try to create a little more space and mobility in his hips. Um, so for me, like I'll basically want, like what we're doing right here on a single leg is like, we're giving him internal rotation on the load. And then when he comes up in the post, he's an external rotation. So the opposite goes in. Opposite, so, yeah. and it goes out. Yeah. So what we're trying to do is when we look at just the right leg, that's internal rotation on, on the downward. And then as he comes up, that's external rotation away from it. So what we're doing is reinforcing those patterns. And then I'm challenging his stability on the right leg too. And that's why it goes to the single leg post Mm -hmm. and we add the rotation to it. So my thing for Max is Max is such a very, Max is a sneaky good athlete. Um, So for him, he enjoys the dynamic stuff, like the stuff where he feels like it's more of a challenge and it's not, I don't like to do, when you watch my Instagram or, you know, and you know me, like I'm, I'm cause I mean, just, you know, like I like to recruit as many muscle fibers as possible. I'm not a really big static guy where it's just kind of like the run of the mill, like just a row or something like that. I'm always going to make something yeah. out of it. I'm going to challenge you a little more specifically to be able to recruit more muscle fibers, more motor units. And then now your body just becomes better. I mean, I remember doing, uh, doing bicep curls, standing on a BOSU ball with one leg. And uh, when I got home to my home gym and people were looking at me like, what are you doing? I was like, man, I'm, I'm, I got everything like tight and working together to try to do this bicep curl. (laughs) Absolutely. Like most people say, well, just do a bicep curl. But like, there's so many other things we're trying to accomplish with you. Cause my goal is I don't want the athlete to think about anything. Like my goal is like, I just do this. And like you said, they hate it. Like, you know, like I'll have them do specific things. And they're ones that they can't stand. Justin Thomas, Max Homer, like they absolutely hate the exercises. Some of them that I pick, but they know it's the best ones for them. So mine right now is the one, uh, which I think we have of, I think we have it of of Tommy Fleetwood doing it. Maybe I think we do. Uh Let's go to the one with Tommy. This is my current least favorite K Wayne workout that he gave me and, and i tried to do it with you in the, the gym last time i'm falling yeah. all over the place there we go so when tommy came to me you know we had a hinging problem like he didn't really hinge bet a good enough for his hips so what when he if he didn't hinge enough then what he would do is he would kind of just stand up on it in a backswing and then he would have to reroute it and do this crazy little move on his downswing and it just kind of like messed all his swing up so for me like we really started from a pattern standpoint is all about hinging. So what this exercise is, is I got him on a single leg. So it's like a single leg RDL. And then you can see the bands pulling him toward the wall. So it's forcing his glute medius on his left side to be able to stabilize. If he doesn't stabilize and he can't stop that band from pulling, he's going to fall over to his left. And that's what would happen in a swing. When guys usually pop out of their golf posture and their downswing is because they don't have enough strength on the left side to be able to hold the position. Mm-hmm. and deliver the club into that posted left side, that strong left side. So what this is, is really dynamic. It's forcing him to use his left leg in a hinging pattern where he comes out of it, and he posts up into that extension and that hip extension. But with the knee drive also, it's teaching that flexion and extension in the glute in the right, right leg. Right. So now it's such a multi-dynamic move pattern where <laughs> it's it, and, now it's, and it's going across <laughs> his midline. So I'm really challenging him. This is a very, very 
dynamic specific movement that's that he's killing by the way i mean it's awesome to watch well, he's on rep 98 right now yeah he's on rep 98 that's <laughs> like you doing yeah that's like you're doing it but Dude, um uh, paul, it was good so go ahead. oh no i was just gonna say uh i saw paul goldschmidt doing this exact same workout and i dm'd mm-hmm. you and i was like bro how much weight is he moving here because i literally can on the cable machine i go to like the 12 and a half like that's how low i have yeah. to keep it without falling over and looks yeah. like paul was he looked like he was doing like the 32.5 or something. Yeah, he that. was probably doing that 32, 41, something that like that. That is yeah. just but, mind-blowing. And it's cool because like when you think about just the stimuli, right, just a little bit of that that change, like even that, that's just a band. That's just like a 25-pound resistance band that we're using there. But it's a progressive load. So any stimuli that we can put on the body to make it adapt, I mean, it's a game-changer. I mean, it's a complete game changer. And then we did this, and then less than a month later, he won his first tournament in, yeah. in the last couple of years. So, I mean, in Dubai. So, Hey, Charlie, can, awesome. you, can you pull up the two other videos that we can just rip through uh, of Tommy? Um, he, I believe he's in that hinge to kind of a power um, over mm-hmm. his head, uh, but also the loading yeah. one. Oh, the, here's the loading one. Yeah. You and I talked about this earlier, Colby. How yeah, good so this, this is a great is. one. So this is all about the lower half. This is all about the legs, the lower body. So for Tommy, it's like we talked about before from a hinging pattern, but it's really getting him to use his legs more in his downswing. So we got to get stronger. So we use a slant board and we feed into that internal rotation into the hip. That's why the chest and everything rotates toward the leg. The inside ankle bone stays high to where now he just feels it more in his glute instead of a quad. You know, a lot of times, a lot of times people are quad and calf dominant, so the glutes really don't work. So this is a great activation for him from a glute standpoint where he really feels that glute having to work and keep that knee stable. That one's a, a really good one. I did it the other day. And yeah, I tell you what, instantly I could start to feel just mm-hmm. being able to to kind of transfer that weight into my lead and po- in my in my trail hip on the yeah. backswing and downswing. That was like an instant one where I was like, okay, legs are strong. Yeah. And I also feel that I can yeah. break on both sides. Yeah. And that connection with the ground too. So it's all about the big toe. Like for him, he's really feeling that big toe pressure on that left foot where it's not coming off the, the thing and rolling it to the outside. Oh yeah. 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 That makes sense too. So we always want, I always want my guys to feel the big toe, feel the big toe. And then you create the stability more to be able to generate more force. If you kick the foot up and now you're in you all completely on your heel and on the side of your foot, it's a power gap. So the people that are watching this on YouTube, you wouldn't start them with this one, would you, Colby? This oh, is kind no. of the advanced. This yeah, is yeah, like this is, this is yeah, AP this is real, English. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like, yeah, this is this is definitely advanced. Like what I basically would start them with is basically just a ground lunge, you know, yeah. and then graduate them to maybe like an elevated on a box lunge yeah, where okay. the front foot's elevated, and then we start to gradually as the leg gets stronger, the adductors get stronger, the glute medius gets more and more developed and strong to be able to handle it then we start moving into more of these advanced movements <laughs> i was just i just had to bring that up for the people like all right i'm i'm going to my gym tomorrow I'm morning yeah, i'm go. gonna get these yeah. 25s i'm gonna get this mm-hmm. slant board up there and then i'm gonna fall over on my first rep yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. all right charlie can you pull up the the next one where where tommy's uh in that split stance and it, this is actually a cool speed power move that it looks like yeah. he's kind of training the fast twitch muscles and something yeah. like this this is exactly what we're doing so this is a split press so what i'm getting him to do is use the ground so he starts off and he wants to push off the ground and then he catches himself in that split stance and as he pushes and splits he's driving the weight up 
Mm-hmm. So it's a great, great multifaceted, multi-joint, explosive power move that we try to do with my athletes because it's all about using your whole body. Yeah, that's a great one. I did it. Um, yep. I, I keep humble bragging that I did all these the other day. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, this... Just lock it out from the top. So it's like a lot of times if you get right side, left side bias. So that's why we do it with dumbbells because you can't cheat. If it was a straight bar. You know, if his right side was stronger, then, of course, he would probably hold the bar more with his right side. Okay. So my goal is to be able to – that's why we do a lot of dumbbell work, a lot of cable work and stuff like that. Okay. Well, Tommy uh, seems like he's in a good spot. Let's, let's uh, turn our – let's turn uh, – Tommy's on rep 150 after all these yeah. loops on YouTube. So he's oh, he's got right. his workout in this evening. Let's let's hey, turn let's our go. attention to JT to, uh, to finish yeah. up with this group. So JT – so it's like I told you before, we're already we're always trying to address the right hip. So this is a great, great exercise where he's literally I have the band trying to pull his knee and his leg toward the wall. That forces his glute to work. Mm-hmm. It forces the glute medius to stabilize the knee so the knee stays there. You can see how good and stable the foot is. And then what we do is now we lift the leg and put him in the hip flexion, and then now he rotates his chest toward the right leg so it's almost like if you would split him into his golf posture that's him basically loading into his yeah. back swing he makes so it look really just, easy here colby because so like easy. this isn't that easy like no. naturally most people's left leg are going to want to follow uh, where this ball is going correct yeah well, he's really good and you can really see so what i'm looking for when i have him do this exercise is you don't see how the left leg just kind of goes over with the ball too where he's yeah. just kind of twisting so he's got really good neuromuscular and dynamic stability and control of his pelvis. Because what we always say, if you can control the pelvis, you can control the golf swing. So what we're doing here is just addressing those patterns, just forcing him to go more and more deeper neuro to be able to stabilize that hip to be able to receive that load. Okay, cool. And and this next uh, video that Justin's doing is a pretty dynamic one where it's you, you have a lot of pushing and pulling, which is uh, yep. something that I feel like in every workout that you've ever sent me, I have yep. some form of pushing and pulling. It's kind of best of both worlds in this yep. one. So this is a golf swing. So he's literally, you feel the right leg on that box. Mm-hmm. And we got the, the front foot's elevated. He sinks into his load, which is deep into that lunge position. So he gets in the left hip flexor and opens that up. And then he's pushing, actually. he's As he pushes into that plate, that's, that step right there, that bench, he's literally, literally driving from his hip. And that's what's creating the pull from the arms. And as he sinks, the weight from the cable is actually increasing his thoracic mobility. Yeah. So we're loading. And that's what I want him to feel in this golf swing. I want him to feel the power like he's driving his foot as hard as he can into that box. And that's why we keep it a little elevated because you can get a little deeper on the down. Man, I'm just picturing Justin Thomas doing this in the tour trailer with 20 other guys and trainers oh, in yeah. there, and he's just whacking somebody behind oh, him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's a fence for themselves. Everybody's running around. Oh, man. And it's cool because I'll bring my bands and stuff, so we'll do stuff outside if we got to. Like, you know me, I'll bring, I bring everything. I Let's bring talk the about toys. those bands, Colby. I mean, Burn 180 is uh, something that's that's a project of yours that uh, for, for the longest time, you know, it's like we, we would always bring our bands just in case, like, the mm-hmm. trailer was tight. But you came up with this invention for uh, for people to travel with. Yeah, it was just something like, you know, like for so long, we just try to find places like we'd be in hotel gyms and like you're literally tying a, a band on a treadmill and then someone comes in there and they need the treadmill. So it's like you're constantly moving it or trying to hold it and do stuff. So 
they finally came up with a way that we can do it where we can travel. So it's literally a suction cup that you put to a glass or a mirror or anything it does. The way the patent's made, it holds it in place. You can clip the bands to it, and then you have a your own gym. So, like, I literally, I've trained people, like, in hotel rooms where it's on the sliding glass door. Mm-hmm. Um, any gym you can go into, it sits on the wall. It sits on a drywall. I mean, I've brought it to, you know, golf courses. You can put it on the front of a golf cart and do like your rotational exercises, your warm up, all that stuff. So, I mean, I'm super excited about it. We're, we're finishing up the last final stages of it. And then, um, we're going to be in big sporting goods. So oh, let's go. It already come out. Yeah. So, um, so once we get all the finalization, the finalization of all that stuff, then we're going to be able to can be able to get it to as many people as we can. So it's going to be awesome. Okay. And, and Colby, for all the people that just listen to this that are now inspired, and I guess it's not quite, we're out of January now, but a lot of people, the start, of the start of the year, they're trying to uh, get more healthy, but also yep. like it's golf season's right around the corner and they hear all this and they're excited about how, how do I, uh, how do I get in the weight room and do all this for you? What would be your best advice for somebody to try to, to learn how to do these exercises mm. that uh, that you all train at, at the stable down in at Joey D's mm. gym. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the big thing is just movement. Like, I mean, if you think about it, if you're a golfer, like there are a couple of things that like you want balance. So, man, start getting on one leg and, and your right leg and your left leg. Like even if you're doing a dumbbell curl or if you're doing a row or you're doing a press, like do one side and do the other side. Because like when you think about golf, you got to load one side and you got to unload to the other side. So Anything that you can do to kind of like break that up. And then the balance is everything. And then the big thing is the rotary. So do some rotations. Do split stance rotations, regular rotations with a cable, with a band, with a med ball, like anything you can do that can simulate those movement patterns. Um, and then you'll be close and knowing your way for sure. But and- movement's medicine. The more you move, the better. Yeah, that makes sense. And just get the blood flowing. Some, some I'm sure you do every morning. And uh, yeah. also a question here. So if, you know, if I'm going to go try to try to figure out how much hip mobility that I do have, and I can't make it all the way down to mm-hmm. Jupiter to come see Colby down at the gym to, to measure that, is there a way that I can go to um, a fitness instructor in town and say, hey, can you measure my hip mobility? Or are they going to measure it as accurately as, as y'all kind of check it in yeah uh, i mean any, any fa- yeah any facility like when you ask about the screening and stuff like that if they use a goniometer they can basically tell you what your hip mobility is i feel like um, that's important so like if anybody has that like anybody you go to like a fitness professional or something like they should have something like you try to 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 get with people that usually just kind of can assess where you are and how you're moving and stuff um and then from there like once you know what's going on then you know like if the hips aren't mobile then it's usually a glute problem so i would do a ton of glute bridges and side bridges and planks and hip circles and cars and just moving your hip better and doing those things windshield wipers lateral band walks mm-hmm. anything that addresses those things and then all of a sudden your hip mobility and step and especially like balance like doing those balance drills that you've seen on the youtube videos that you have there like just i'm standing on one leg and just rotating like all that stuff makes a difference yeah and there's plenty of uh, videos that you can find on Instagram as well. I mean, you can follow mm-hmm. K Wayne Fitness on Instagram. He posts from a lot of his athletes on his mm-hmm. page as well. So you can kind of get some of these exercises that you can just make sure you bookmark and use. And I'm sure Joey D posts as well. But then also our yeah. boy Justin Thomas, his friend, and, and also my friend Stallion Fitness. So I have to give him a shout mm-hmm. out as well. He definitely puts out some some great content for anybody that's looking to uh, learn how to move better and, and effectively become a better athlete athlete and a better golfer so colby 
this has been fun. Yes, You're my boy. I can't wait to see you soon. Um, know, and first off, I, I just want to say as well, so proud of, you know, all, all that you've been able to accomplish in this fitness game. You've completely turned the fitness game and golf totally upside down. And it's, it is, it's the stable is on top and, uh, and it's always been on the top for me, but just to you know how yeah. much, uh, how impressive it's been. It's been fun doing this ride with you, my man. Yeah. Well, look, man, I, I'm not crazy. I know every, every moment that I've had from a success standpoint, it all started with you. So I appreciate you being on my journey as well. <laughs> not just me. I, I definitely, uh, I definitely did a couple cat cows right for the get go. And, uh, yeah, you know what a cat cow is, you can go check You're it still out. The OG, though. I'm going to get you a hat. That's going to say OG stable. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the inside joke on this before we go is, is Justin and Colby are, are stretching and then Colby tells me to do some cat cows. And next thing you know, I've been doing cat cows for like 10 minutes. They're like, dude, what are you minutes. doing? Correct. <laughs> yes. Yes. I gave you three things and I looked over and you were still on one. I was, I was like, that's was my boy. Still doing cat cows. Well, I, uh, I miss you. I miss you seeing you every week yeah, uh, in the love. gym, but uh, I know I'm going to see you soon. So I, yeah. again, appreciate you, my man. And uh, we'll see Absolutely. you soon. Can't wait. The Smiley Show is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast.